0: That's n o o m dot com to sign up today.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Friday april 8th edition got a five game early five game main slate to break it all down for you on your friday action to get you headed into the weekend it's like opening day part two as we had uh, seven games for you on thursday hope everybody enjoyed that we had some home runs from austin riley and juan soto and company tyler o'neill went deep pitching was kind of all over the board some really good some kind of like hmm, max freed not so great bob but some other guys are pretty darn good and that's baseball. That's opening day. Um, Kluber almost made me look really bad. He pitched great. He only went four and two-thirds. Couldn't get the dub. Waino was the chalk as we expected. He did what he was supposed to do against that Pirates team, which we might be targeting a lot this year. Hendricks looked pretty good if he played some FanDuel. Burns got – wasn't horrible, but he gave it three runs, unburns-like, but the Hendricks looked pretty good as well. So lots of fun on opening day. We'll do what we do here on Quick Hits. We'll get you in. We'll get you out. I'll do a brief preview of the five-game early slate, as always, like we do in the past – On early slates, come into the Fantasy Degens Discord. It's free. Answer all your questions in there like I do for everything. But uh, come check us out there, and uh, and then I'll preview the five-game slate. As usual, uh, real quick, I'm on Twitter at BDentric. If you have any questions, I'm there or in the Discord. If you can give a rate and review on iTunes for MLBDFS quickest, we'd appreciate it. As as well as Bench with Bubba, the uh, season-long fantasy baseball podcast for you, coming out two to three times a week. So check that out. If you'd like to watch the podcast instead of just listen to the podcast, go check out the Fantasy Degens YouTube channel where you can get all the good stuff as well. All right, your totals for the five-game early slate, at least for the ones we have as of this moment. Because you have Boston at New York, total of 8.5. White Sox-Tigers, total of 8. We're waiting on Milwaukee and Chicago, as usual. Wrigley Field, you got to wait on the totals there. Oakland, Philly, 7.5. Baltimore and Tampa Bay, 7.5. So a fun little five-game early slate. Chances of rain in Detroit. Chances of rain in Chicago. Let's keep an eye on those situations. Tampa Bay's obviously in a dome. Uh, Boston and New York already got postponed to today. So keep, keep an eye on all that stuff. But when you're looking at the pitching, you got Garrett Cole at 9800 bucks versus Boston. Cole's a great, great pitcher, an elite pitcher. You never know. Boston's got a good offense, so it's tricky. I'd rather Brandon Woodruff for 95 against Chicago. We saw Chicago have some fun versus Burns, but I'll take that $300 savings. I'll take Woodruff versus the Cubs any day of the week, and that might make him more popular. I think he's a great cash game play with some tournament upside as well. This Oakland A's offense is dreadful, so Aaron Nola at 9K is definitely in play, too. I prefer Woodruff over Nola, but you save another 500 bucks. you got that going for you. Then you got Giolito, who said he should be good for you know five, six innings, he hopes. We'll see. The White Sox are saying other things about their starters, but Gio could go. He's 8400 bucks. You got some elite options up top here. I'd rank it Woodruff, Gio, Nola, Cole for me. Price point and opponents dictating that, but uh, I like uh, that Woodruff-Gio combo. The Detroit offense will be better this year, don't get me wrong but I do like those quite a bit. Now, if you want to save some bucks in some tournaments, Nate Iavaldi at $7,400 against the Yankees is pretty spicy. We know the Yankees' offense is legit, but you get Eo who can get a ton of strikeouts, get you five innings, hopefully, and get you some nice DK scoring at 74 And And, of course, I love me some Erod at 7100 bucks against the White Sox. No, no, you on Mancada? Still got some studs in that lineup of Brayu and Eloy. And uh, Tim Anderson won't be there either. You got Lou Bob. So you got some nice matchups there potentially for E-Rod to have some fun with at 7,100. And then if you're looking to save some even more money, got McClanahan at 66. He might only go like three innings, others There's talks about the Rays guys getting ramped up very slowly, so keep that in mind. Could be good because it is Baltimore, but I think John Means on the flip side. Tampa Bay's got a lot of platoon advantages at times, but Means can get strikeouts. Pitcher's ballpark in Tampa, hopefully. It's a very, very GPP play, but 6,100 bucks is intriguing. So up top, Woodruff, Geo, Nola, Cole. Um, I think Woodruff... And Nola is probably your cash build, but you can't go wrong with either Woodruff, Cole, Nola for cash. I like Geo as a little bit of savings against Detroit. Then if you want some tournament plays, Eovaldi is very intriguing. Love me E-Rod at 71. And then John Means is your Uber tournament play at 6,100 bucks. If you're looking to stack things up on this slate, a lot might look to uh, the Yankees versus Eovaldi. I'll pass. I'd prefer to go the the Brewers versus Justin Steele. Steele's a good young arm, but he's just not going to cut a left-handed pitcher there. A lot of nice right-handed bats in that, um, that Brew Crew lineup. Even Kesson Hero should get a start, which will make my buddy Mike Curlin quite happy. So take a look at the, some Brew Crew bats. They'll be very popular for good reason. Um, I think the A's, as much as they're going to stink, they're going to be tournament viable from time to time. and They're going to be cheap. you got got like, your Tony Kemp's, your Seth Brown's, and some others. Just see what the lineup looks like. But... We know Nola can get hit from time to time and that Phillies bullpen. They've made it better this year, but there's still some sketchy spots before you get to the back end of it. So that can kind of be like your pirates angle. Didn't work so well on opening day, but if you've been a long time listener to the show, you know how we do things. And if you find that when that thing pops off, which we've done in the past with the pirates and, and the Royals and other teams, it's big. So the A's could be that angle today. Um, White Sox. I'm going to pass. I think Detroit's interesting. Geo's very much uh, in play. At the same time, it's kind of a boomer bust with Geo, as we know, plus that White Sox bullpen. Still good, more on the back end. Um, so the Detroit bats are quite intriguing versus Geo if you want to take advantage of that. Uh, Tampa Bay is also in play against Means, but I think Means has some good upside. So for me, I'm going to you know differentiate with my pitching, my bats, like Philadelphia. I like Montas, but Philly is just loaded. Um, Detroit's got some fun. That Detroit Chicago game, uh, we could keep an eye on the weather in Detroit. That could be interesting. Baltimore, Tampa in an enclosed environment. There's a lot of good bats to be had here, so let's check out lineups in the morning. Hit up the Discord. We'll have some fun uh, breaking that all down for you. All right, let's go to the five game main slate on this one for you, and we got the totals creeping in for you. We don't have them all yet, but we have, uh, and there's like a, a slew of day games. I think there's a three game day slate if you're really f- feeling it. Like Dodgers at Rockies, get Coors Field in the day. Mariners Twins uh, was supposed to get the Julio Rodriguez show. Marlins Giants. So You have a three game day slate if you're really feeling frisky. But again, questions in the Slack uh, D- Discord if you want that. But your five game main slate, you got Mets at the Nats, over under of nine, Rangers, Blue Jays, nine and a half, Reds, Braves, eight and a half, Padres, D backs, total of nine. And we don't have Houston LA yet because they're still going. And um, yeah, they still want to put a total out. So your pitchers on this slate, you got Mad Max taking the bump at 10 2. If you believe his hamstrings healthy, which he did a bullpen a couple days ago, that was really weird because they did it with it. nobody could watch it. It was an enclosed space, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's good enough to pitch on Friday. So you gotta hope he's good to go. He's got the biggest ceiling for sure. There's still some risk he could re-aggravate that hammy, that back at any given time. But sure, as 10-2 is a workhorse against Washington. You could have some fun there. Flip side, I will be putting some Washington stacks together. At least one we saw Soto go deep. Scherzer will give up long balls, and for some reason, he gets hurt. You take advantage of that Mets bullpen early and often. So I like Scherzer, but keep that in mind. Um, Going down, though, Barrios at 89, I love at home against Texas. Texas is going to be a better this year. Yes, they got Simeon. They got Seager. They got some options there. At the same time, Barrios is very efficient, very good. Strikeouts were better last year. You know, my buddy Toby, bat flip crazy, will tell you, he took advantage of the 3-2 counts. We talked about it on our podcast, but he's still pretty darn legit. So I'll take some chances at Barrios at 8,900 morton in tournaments i always love playing chucky at 84 just because of his strikeout upside being so huge we saw what the reds bats can do and they can be a problem when they get going because they have some pop pop in that lineup but i still like the strikeout upside because they do strike out a ton so morton 84 is quite intriguing for some savings josiah gray big time home run issues but big time strikeout stuff so in tournaments josiah gray at 76 is in play um other than that though you can roll the dice with a Jayco de at 58 if you're feeling frisky, but I don't like a lot of the punts. A lot of people like Reed Detmers at 66 for Houston, but he won't go too deep into games. He was filthy. So if you want to take him for 66, hope he goes three or four, doesn't allow a run and gets you like 5Ks. That's very doable for Reed Detmers at 66 if that's something you want. So if you want to go that route, you can. We saw, you know, Houston only scored one run through four as I'm recording this right now. So. You can take advantage of it, and Detmer's got nasty stuff there coming the left side, but just keep that in mind. So mainly it's a Scherzer, Barrios, Morton night for me. That's where I'm focusing. But in tournaments, you can make arguments for Gray, Detmer's, and I guess what it is if you need to. I'd rather not. But I, I'm going I'm to stay up top for the most part, maybe sprinkle in some, uh, some Detmer's and Josiah Gray on this one. All right, let's check out the bats on this five-game late main slate here, catcher's position uh max Stasi, if you aren't using notoriety at 43 is nice but i like some some kelly some good old uh i want to call him chip kelly but it's carson kelly of the d-backs 4200 bucks he crushes lefties that's his thing hits him very well it's sean mania making his padres debut if you've listened to the show long enough mania will beat us from time to time but we stack against him a lot and it usually turns out pretty well so some uh some kelly there at 4200 bucks i like a lot in this one um Tra- uh, Travis Darno at 4K versus Ryerson Martin. So Martin's a good young arm for the Reds. A, probably won't go deep into the game. B, he's a lefty, and we know Darno can can hit lefties well. So he's not a bad one at 4K. I kind of like Kelly a little more at 442, 4- but Travis probably has the better matchup at 4K. If you really want to break it down, um, some cheaper options though. Alejandro Kirk, if he's in the lineup for Toronto at 34 versus John Gray, I like that one quite a bit. The thing is, after Gray, you get the Texas bullpen, which is horrific. Very bad Texas bullpen. So keep Kirk in mind at 3,400. Maybe Jorge Alfaro gets to start. He didn't start on um, Thursday. That was Austin Nola You got to start. So you can get some Alfaro at 31. It has a bit of a discount. And then below 3K, like Martin Maldonado against Detmers at 28. If you're looking to really punt, you can go there. Not sure you're going to have to punt that much. And then just see what else comes out in the lineups if you want to punt catcher. But paying up for Kelly or paying up for – at 4K for uh, Travis Darno or options and send, then Kirk at 34. Those are be like my three catchers to kind of target right now. First base position, you got Vladito at 59 Toronto. People like John Gray a lot, but people like Toronto much, much more. So he should be very popular, and it's a great matchup. I think I do like John Gray, but he can get in trouble, like I said, that Texas bullpen ain't going to cut it. So Vladito at 59 is worth a look. If you are fading Charlie Morton, Joey Votto's fine at 54. It's expensive. That's the weird thing. Is fading, fading Chucky's expensive, but uh, Votto would be a good piece of that because no one's going to roster him at that price. I mentioned Josiah Gregg loves to give up the long ball. So if you want to stack up some Mets, Bats, Pete Alonzo, Big Meat Pete at 53, is in play for you as well. Jared Walsh versus Odorizzi at 52. In years past, Odorizzi's had reverse splits. Righties have hit him better than lefties, so keep that in mind. But Jared Walsh mashes right-handed pitching, just destroys right-handed pitching so Walshy at fifty two is in play for you as well. Um, some other ones to look at, and it's gonna—it's it, not gonna be as warm on Friday as it was on Thursday on the West Coast, but still a little toasty out here. Uh, going below the five K though, you got Josh Bell. You know, you could try to target home runs versus Scherzer if you choose. That's always an option. Um, but uh, we could probably save some cash, you got like Luke Voigt versus Car- uh, Merrill Kelly at four K. Christian Walker had a big spring. The way he's hitting the baseball, he's thirty eight hundred bucks versus the lefty Manaya. That could be a nice little uh, tournament play for you as well. Other than that, unless you're fading Barrios, because you, you can get Brad Miller at $3,100. bucks. he has been leading offers right-handed pitching in spring training, so you get a leadoff hitter for Texas at 3100 He's first base or outfield eligible. So that can give you a bit of a discount if you're looking to go that route. Second base position, Altuve versus lefty lefties, 57s. Very nice. It's expensive, though. I'd rather have Ozzy Albies, who it's lefties much better than righties. He hit fifth against the righty on Thursday. Talking to Mike Kirtland, who scouted um, spring training lineups a lot, said that's kind of what he did all spring, But versus um, left-handed pitching hit towards the top of the order. So expect Albies back up top at 5,300. Um, that'd be a good one. Jonathan India at 51. If you're stacking reds, he's always worth it. But I like Albies at 53. If I'm spending up against a lefty, that's uh, usually high on my list of things to do. Uh, cheaper options. It is funny that Cesar Hernandez was $2,900 on Thursday exposed to face Scherzer. Now he is facing Scherzer. He's up to 43. That's pretty comical. Got to love pricing on these slates um, some savings though for you Nixon's L at 31 second base alpha eligible. You got at least one hit uh, for us on Thursday crushed it during the spring. So he's a guy to keep an eye on maybe he's finally figuring it out, you know, young prospect maybe coming into his own. So you can get him at 3,100. If you're looking for some savings, third base position Machado's always worth a look But Austin Riley versus Sam Martin Riley went deep on um, Thursday. He's five K in his matchup. So if you're paying up, he'd probably be my guy, but I don't mind Machado Merrill Kelly, I like targeting Merrill Kelly. Let's put it that way. So Machado at 52. The Padres will be a pretty fun one for us on this slate. Um, some cheaper options below 5K. You've got Chapman at 43 if you're stacking the Toronto. Uh, Andy Abanias is one I'd look at at $3,900. If you are fading Barrios, Abanias can hit. Can hit and he's going to get his chance finally. So keep him in mind for you. Um, you know, J.D. Davis at second against the lefty on um, Thursday. He might not even be in the lineup on Friday versus uh, – First, Josiah Grace. Keep him in mind. He's only 31. Tyler Wade, whenever he comes back, he's only 2,500 bucks. Third base shortstop for um, the Angels. That's a really good value. The way he can get on base, steal some bags and score some runs. So keep Wade on your list if he he comes back to the lineup. Shortstop, you got Bichette at 6K. Man, Toronto is priced up. Got to love it. But Bichette at six K, um, I, I like that a ton, honestly. But Francisco Lindor at forty eight, I don't mind. Got at least one or two hits on Thursday night. He's gonna be he's won a big bat during er, the spring, so I like him at forty eight hundred bucks. You got Dansby Swanson at forty five. If you're stacking um, the Braves, only downside he's a little farther down the lineup than most of us would like, but still someone you can take a peek at. I'd probably rather have Lindor, but don't mind Swanson in a Brave stack. Uh, let him miss Diaz, might get the start for Houston versus the lefty Detmers at 37. Uh, Perdomo has been starting for Arizona at shortstop, he is $3,300. So nice little value for Sean Minaya for Perdomo. Uh, Hung 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 Sung Kim of San Diego is 2700 bucks. if he cracks the lineup. That's a good value as well. I mentioned Tyler Wade earlier, he's 25. CJ Abrams is only 23, did not start on Thursday. Maybe versus Merrill Kelly, we'll get the start because so the lefty started. With bum garners, maybe with the righty on the mound, to get some CJ Abrams action at 2,300, which would be a very nice value for your fantasy lineups. Heading to the outfield for you, you know, you can go show, hey, Soto Rizzi at 63 if you want, no problem. But Soto went deep on Thursday. I love him versus Scherzer at 62. I mentioned it on the show yesterday that there's like 10 guys priced higher than Soto, and it was ridiculous. I don't care who's pitching. So they, they readjusted here, even though it's still Scherzer at 62. Still like it quite a bit. If you want to go Soto, but you go. You got George Springer, Tioscar Hernandez at fifty seven and fifty six. Love them both. I would prefer Teoscar, but if Springer's leading off, he, he probably gets a bump, especially in cash. So keep him in mind. Um, you got Tucker and Yordán versus lefty. Don't love it, but if you are stacking Houston, don't be scared off of it because they're both just beasts. And Detmers won't go that long. Just keep that in mind. He's not going deep in this game unless something really efficient happens. Joe Adele got price adjusted. He's not like twenty three hundred bucks anymore. He's forty five hundred still in play, but the price has moved up. I like me some value on Tyler Naquin at 42 for uh, Charlie Morton. If you're not using Morton, that's a good price tag. Lourdes Gurriel at 42 is a nice cheaper piece of Toronto if you want to go there. Maybe Ryan Tapia makes the lineup for Toronto at 41. Nice little value for you, too. Marcelo Zona can hit lefties well. he's 4K versus San Martin. So some good looks there. Love me some Tommy Famine. His OBP skills at 39, probably more of a cash play than a tournament play. But definitely uh, checks the boxes for you in his matchup. Mid 3K is Brandon Marsh. I think he's hitting like eighth on Thursday. He can make the lineup versus Oda Rizzi at 35. So he'd be an intriguing value in Anaheim, especially if you're stacking things up. Not sure I want a one off with Brandon Marsh, but a cheaper piece of an Angel stack, I can get behind that. If Dom Smith cracks the lineup for the Mets, maybe he'll DH should hit up in the order because Huradi's uh, right, on the mound said JD Davis. Dom Smith is only thirty two hundred bucks, so that'd be someone to definitely uh, keep in mind as a nice discount in that Mets lineup. For Josiah Gray, Mention Brad Miller at thirty one. If you're looking for some savings there, um, as you go down below the three K, like they're already adjusting pretty quick. Like Yadier Hernandez is twenty seven. If you're stacking the Nats, it's not the worst thing. If you're stacking, not a one off. Like, we had a lot of cheap one offs on um, on Thursday. Not so much. They adjusted it very, very well. So good on them. So you might have to use a cheap pitcher tonight. I like it, though. I like it a lot. Recapping your pitching real quick on this five-game main slate. Scherzer's fine. Just know there's risk. He might still have a bad hammy, might have a bad back. But if he can go, he's going to go and be a beast. So keep Scherzer in mind at 10 But are at 89? I like quite a bit. Chucky Morton at 84. Always a good tournament. Play with a strikeout upside. We've had Chucky in the past give up three or four runs in five or six innings, but still strike out like 10. Cause that's what he does. So Chucky eighty four is worth a look. Some tournament plays Josiah Gray at seventy six, tons of strikeout upside, but tons of home runs as well. So keep him in mind. And uh, Reed Detmer is not sure how long he'll go, but the strikeout stuff's crazy good. So I like him quite a bit. So uh, guys up top, and then mix in some Josiah Gray Detmers, and you can have some fun stacking up the Jays versus John Gray. That would be very popular, very expensive though. So keep that in mind. Uh, Kirk and Gurriel were a couple of cheap pieces I liked in that Jay stack. Uh, the Angels against Odorizzi I like quite a bit. And then the Padres versus uh, Merrill Kelly could be a sneaky one as well. But if you want to get really interesting, Atlanta versus San Martin, I'm on board with. Um, the Mets versus Josiah Gray, that could be one that could be kind of overlooked a bit. And then if you want to get super contrarian, the D-backs versus Sean Manaya and the Reds versus Charlie Morton. Those would be my two contrarian ones, the the Reds and the D-backs. My favorite ones, probably San Diego and um Toronto, but we'll have to see how lineups look. See how that all plays together. See how it seems works with your pitching. That's your looking to target, which makes all of this all kinds of fun. But if you need some help on that stuff, remember you can hit me up on Twitter at BD or come join us in the Fantasy Deejin Slack chat, where we'll get you taken care of. And there, it's free. Our uh, Fantasy Deejins Discord. Sorry. Uh, if you give a rate and review on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. Or go watch this on the Fantasy dgen's YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe, a thumbs up would really appreciate appreciate that as well. If you're looking for some season-long fantasy baseball content, uh, Bench with Bubba coming at you at least two times a week, if not three times a week. Bubba and the Bat Flip on Tuesdays. Bubba and the Bloom on Thursdays. Usually a guest on Wednesdays. Depends on the week. Go check all that out. Give a rate and review on iTunes for that as well. But that wraps up, folks. I'll be back with you guys on Sunday night slash Monday morning for Monday's action. But five-game early, three-game mid-slate, five-game main slate discussed for you here, as usual, on MLB DFS Quick Hits your April 8th edition. I'm out.
0: Hey there, I'm Brandon Gelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup you can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, visit WeFunder.com slash wire.